Oh, there you are. Hi. Did you think I was uh I was I was just a no sound? Yeah, you know, sometimes these things happen. What's up, man? Trying to stay cool on a on a blistering day, drinking some some iced coffee. Yeah, global warming is is here and it's real. And uh it's the fifth consecutive 90 plus day here in New York City. Sounds like the boy's been out of the South too long. It's cooler in the South than it is here. Not where I am, I can tell you that much. It's hot as fuck here. Like hotter than Satan's anus. Jesus, what is it? Let's do it. Let's do a heat index comparison. I, I know that this is what people are dying to know. Mm-hmm. In New York City, it is 91 degrees and currently feels like 100. It's 85 here. currently feels like 95, so I guess you do win. I know. No, we're, we're all losing here. Yeah, uh, you're right. Nobody is winning. So uh, anyways, dear listeners, we're, we're here on an emergency podcast because we're all shaking in our boots as, as uh, Imea Cleon del Firth dropped their, their new collection. Um, it's, it's full of uh, re- repackaged uh, clothing from Ralph Lauren and Drake's, um, and uh, you know, I think that there are some legitimately great looks. Keller Keller will probably play more the the I'm a Leon Dor apologist here, um, but uh, I have to say, Keller, not not to ramp right into a debate, but you you mentioned one of the one of the pros is perhaps the price point is lower. And it is it is sky high. So that was one of the things I mentioned yesterday when we were talking about this. And I was a little surprised to see the price hike, although not too surprised considering the state of everything that's been going on in the world for the last year. Like, I feel like everybody's feeling the need to probably raise their prices up a little bit to make up for lost time and money. Um. And, you know, I probably will play a little bit more of the apologist here uh, just because of this particular brand's position in the marketplace and the, the demographic that they sort of cater to. And, you know, I mentioned this yesterday when we were texting, but it's it's like these guys who are, what did I say? I was like, too cool for Supreme, but they're not... I forget the rest of it, but it's like they graduated from Supreme and didn't really have much else on their minds as far as where to go. And so this seemed like the next best thing that was a little bit more more low key underground, whatever you want to call it. Cause you know, every hype beast wants, they want to be the first one onto something or Mm -hmm. whatever. And I would would say that's probably the, the large bulk of their current customer base is, guys who don't think they're hype beasts anymore but still are or (laughs) or guys who are just like unapologetically a hype beast um but i will i will be an apologist on this contention it's that like it's giving maturity to an audience that probably wouldn't get it anywhere else yeah that's fair and, and you know, that, I'm not. I'm not saying it like makes up for the the high prices or the some of the other bullshit that they tend to throw out there here and there. But overall, the lookbook that they released yesterday or two days ago, I can't remember which it was, um, is by far one of the most like 
put together wearable but just from top to bottom all the way through just solid lookbooks i've seen from like anyone and yeah. obviously i'm a little biased but I, I think like the thing that i struggle with is there are like really good pieces but i just the styling is not for me like also i gotta say like something about the seeing you know i see it in the streets a lot and it's always the corniest dudes mm-hmm. in that hat it is like mm-hmm. it's like anytime i see some guy like that it, it's like maybe it's the yankees hat specifically but it's it is like wealthy embroidered yankees hat with the script logo on the side yep exactly like every guy who wears that hat is like a creative director who is cosplaying as uh, a boricua like it's insane it's yeah. like he's like no nah, i'm from these streets it's like nah dude you're from kansas like sorry <laughs> westchester is, is not these streets nah it's, bro yeah it's a but here i'll raise you this point or maybe match you um consider the amount of times you've passed somebody on the street wearing that brand and you didn't know it. The, the, I don't think I have. I feel like the pieces that you see are all the logo stuff. And it's like people want to be seen. Yeah, um, look, I'm not disagreeing with you. Like that's the stuff that sells. Everybody knows that. That's why every brand makes something that's like, you know, plastered with a logo is because you got to know you gotta let people know where you bought it. Um, yeah, we we gotta talk about how good yeah. the ba- the back end sweater is, though. Did yeah, you see it's that fire. Yeah, yeah, it's fire. Like, like, yeah, you can't argue with that. And you know, I was interested to see. Like, I got on there probably at like noon just to see like what had sold out already and what was still like kind of sitting in the first drop and. and I was pleasantly surprised to see the two variations of the tweed wool cargo trouser had sold out in both Gone. fabrics, which I was like, okay, there's a little hope there. You know, like the way they had those styled in the lookbook, I really appreciated. And, you know, to circle back to the, your point of styling, it's like, that's something I've had to really teach myself to look past when I look at um, when brands release like, you know, a very put together and meticulously styled lookbook. Yeah. Because they style it how they see it, but the beauty of a brand and who it, you know, reaches and, you know, who gets their hands on it is, you know, the, the personal touch. It's why we all like certain things as we saw, not necessarily like the brand put it out and we liked the way the brand did it, but, you know, I saw this guy who I follow or who someone sent it to me who was wearing this one particular piece in a really cool way or, you know, what have you. And so I, I try to look at things, you know, collectively as well as like individually and, you know, shout okay. out Taylor Eubanks for that. Because um, he, you know, he's probably one of the best stylists I know, but also yeah. he just has a, he has a way of like seeing things for what they are and seeing things like in the whole and I think he was just born that way. But for me, like I have had to teach myself how to see things that way. And he's, he's it's not easy. Top, and it's Yeah. Good. 
Oh, I was I was just gonna say uh, he something he's taught me is that no one actually dresses the way that they do in a lookbook. Like it's so not to get too angry yeah. in it for, for that specific reason. Like the lookbook serves a really specific corporate purpose. Do you know what I mean? Lookbooks are the brand's vision. They're the designer's vision for what this mm -hmm. looks like based on the story that they're trying to tell or you know, the, the mood boards they've had up in their design office for the last six months. It's like, that's not how they can be influenced by, you know, things they've seen people wear or the way they're worn, but that's no, yeah. Like you said, no one dressed like that. <laughs> right. It's uh, except for maybe, maybe the guys who work at the store, but not and even. Yeah, not even. That's another interesting thing. What do you, so what do you think about in, um, I'm starting to see like in some ways a lot of, okay, I'm, let me, let me back this up and make the point and, and, and pose this, this question. Okay, please. Recently, we have seen a lot of brands in the last four or five years, um, really embrace their shop or like corporate employees as kind of like beacons for the brand. I think the most uh, infamous is perhaps like the original Drake's crew, um, who is now the James User crew. But also like it's it's across the board. Noah often posts the, the shop employees. The uh, just today I saw Anglo Italian did like a deep dive with uh, a new younger uh, teenager who's like a their newest shop employee getting his first. Uh, made to measure suit it's um what, let's what you, shout out the og that? real quick the one who's been doing it since the beginning sid mashburn we've seen those yes. employees plastered over their socials since you know social media was a thing mm -hmm. and i mean it is a really good thing for social media right you know it's like these guys obviously they have to wear whatever clothing you know they're selling but it's like you're being made to believe that, yeah, that's how these guys dress. And they, you know, they picked all this stuff out. And while, yeah, that's true. They picked it out. They put it on. They styled it, whatever. It's like they were given, you know, X amount to work within. And it's like it, it's a really good sort of subliminal, yeah, like a brand beacon, as you would call it. And kind of it's a tactic for brands of like those sizes, all the ones we've mentioned. It works really well because when you have like a bigger brand, like let's take like a J crew or a app, for instance, they, they wouldn't be able to execute that as well, you know, or like a Ralph, they, you know, they're, they're too big to really yeah. implement something like that. It is really that middle ground, huh? I, I I'm kind of conflicted about it. On one hand, I really, really like it because I don't know like i think that there's something interesting about like it was yeah it was styled by them like obviously this is a group of people who is really good at styling um probably they probably hopefully have an interest in in clothing if they're working this job if not i hope they find uh you know what's what's best for them on their their path but but, but like there's kind of a joy in like going into a place and you know being like a place especially like some of the ones we've mentioned and the salesperson is like clearly just apathetic or not interested. Like, I kind of love that. I like being, you know, 
the more energetic one and then like just being made to feel like I'm such an idiot by this person who clearly does not give a shit. There's something like, and I know that's like, I'm a very hyper-specific case because most people do not enjoy that. But there's something like funny to me about that when like, it's a really nice place. The people who go to this place, like love, like they have like these like small cult factions that like are fucking obsessed with whatever they're selling. And then you got like the one guy in there who's just like, you know, he could, he could go either way. He's like, whatever. That is every um, Noah employee. They really don't care at all. They got that from Supreme who got it from Chanel. <laughs> so well, you know you can you can always trace something back. But I, you're also making think, a I also think I also think the, the Noah uh, staff has the worst style. They all dress like ads. It's just so, like, like not the way. It's like intentionally edgy in like a way that doesn't work. Yeah, like I feel like. Same with like anybody. It's like if you try to be, you lose your edge. Yeah, exactly. I do want to talk, circle back to uh, the the original Drake Drake screw, as I will always know them, um, and not talk about their relationship. We, we could do a whole podcast about about that. Um, we could. But I I think it's interesting that we, we were talking about this the other day. The, uh, the fall of Drake, TM. I, I think I said this a few months ago. I was like, I'm shorting Drake. Um, there's just been a lot of inconsistencies. I think they they lost that crew. And for better or worse, I think that they were bringing in a lot of customers to New York. And that whole New York customer is shifted to JMuser, uh, which honestly so be it it's a better price point and a better product it's all made to measure for literally less than less than drake's um yeah so yeah i the one thing we like really kind of have been harping on in our group text for the past like year is the only consistency that drake's has had is their price jumps every <laughs> three months like every three months like the prices get like go up and like look i'm no stranger to like paying too much for things that I really want. Like that's, you know, I'll do it. But, and you know, we all will, if it's something we like actually want, but I'm going to air my beef out right here, right now. And it's that they don't make the long point collar shirt anymore. And that really, was the thing know. you can't find. I mean, if you can find it now, I haven't looked in a while because I just like got sick and tired of looking for it and not finding it. But it's the best shirt, my favorite collar, and it um, they don't make it anymore. And that's when I started to lose interest. And I would occasionally take a gander at things every once in a while, and the price is just like up and up, up and up and up. And it's like, A, I don't even have anything I want anymore. And B, like, I'm not going to pay too much for shit I don't want that I can it, get it elsewhere. It is kind of insane, right? Like, they're ready to wear shirting is not too far off from Chardonnay custom which is like come on yeah like you think i'm gonna pay that much for an off the rack shirt i know like that's the thing that it comes down to and then there's also like this uh lack of follow-through so the thing that i think is, is my my big 
think, right, is that they came out with this this collection called Perennials. Do you remember this? I do, like, yes. Not not that long ago. They're like Perennials, like here today, here tomorrow. It's like within the last year or year and a half, maybe, or maybe less than that. With, within the last like eight months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was gone. <laughs> like the one promise that like it, you can't call it. It was re- really simple stuff and it was gone. And, and actually, I noticed it was strategic that they were moving stuff from the website from a perennials collection here forever like taglines here today here tomorrow to the archive sale waiting a month and then moving it back and like back and forth uh, and stuff the shit was at the sample sale in in new york which if, if anytime you're making a sale there still is a margin to be made like there is no way you're losing so. money and i so don't know that, about business but i know that much <laughs> yeah same the suit the suiting was way too cheap at the sample sale to you know what i mean like the, it's just the markup has to be insane like i think it was like 200 for a jacket three 300 for a full suit um yeah yeah, yeah they're they're i don't i don't know man it's like i want to see some sort of like and in the other day I saw something they posted, I think, on Instagram for like the perennials thing, or maybe it was like a different verbiage of the same yeah, they, thing or whatever. Yeah, they relaunched it. They I clicked like on it. it. I clicked <laughs> on it. Yeah, I went to. Well, I went to the web. I went to the website for the first time in a long time, and I was like viewing the perennial stuff, but it was just like everything on the site was in there, and I was like, because like okay, to sort of put that in context, last night. I was on, I think, represent website, British, um, like streetwear brand, but like higher end. Um, Cause I have like a bunch of, I have like probably a million black t-shirts and I was looking for one black t-shirt that was going to be like my expensive go-to black t-shirt. And then, cause the rest of the ones I have are in Goodwill. It's just been like my mission the past year is just like narrow it down like by buying a bunch of black t-shirts from goodwill and then finding the ones that i really like and then donating the rest of them but i was like okay i should have at least one that i like really like right so i'm on represents website they offer all of their like collection stuff that's contemporary like right now they're you know cargo pants with like zippers on the out seams and you know whatever but they have a section of their website called blanks and it's just like sweatpants sweatshorts crewnecks hoodies t-shirts all like just all blank in like four or five colors and it's like expensive but it's like you know well-made durable heavy cotton sewn in england or whatever and so i'm like okay like i could see myself justifying a purchase of like this like 95 dollar t-shirt because it's like you know everything i want in a t-shirt and I think that was like really well executed that they have like their like blanks program, but it's like actually blank. Cause like fear of God has, what is it like the essentials stuff, but it has like the essentials logo plastered all over it. And it was, I feel like a couple other brands that do something similar, but this one too was really well executed. So if you're going to have some sort of like divergent line under your brand, like, like fully flesh it out, like really do it. Don't just like, take a few things that were already existing in your current offerings and like repurpose them. Or if you are going to do that, like add some more shit in there, do it right. Exactly. 
Yeah, that and this is like maybe a Drake specific problem, but I think we're probably seeing a little bit of, of growing pains, right? Like for decades, they did something really specific better than anyone. And I still think that they have the best ties, scarves out there in terms of uh, patterns, in terms of archive, in terms of past people. Um, I am more of a knit tie person. So I actually prefer the Smashburn knit ties because they are um, I, pretty pretty identical and like a third of the price. It's still not cheap, they're like 80 bucks. Um, but if I wanted like a silk tie, I'd probably go there. On it, their scarves are phenomenal. But I think that we're kind of seeing like a, I want to say failure, but like some hiccups with the actual clothing. And I, I also really feel for them because from the outside looking in, it does appear as if like a lot of it is just a reflection of the financial state, which I think is caused by real estate. They're on Savile Row. They're on, they were on Cosby Street. They have like a really expensive footprint, multiple stores in Korea and I think they're in Japan too. So that's a lot of rent money. It's a lot of rent money. I mean, just, just that New York store, but truly it was probably 20,000. That's, that's not an exaggeration. No, I like that. That feels like a correct number to me, which is like insane to think. And that's one store. Right. One store. Yeah, I don't know. It just like blind, no intended to that up, and it's like, yeah, I don't feel like they're gonna go away, but I feel like they might have to take like a couple of very large steps back if they want to continue to do what they're doing. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Who knows? Um, it's just weird to see like how things shift and. The things like, and I don't know if one is reflective of the other or what have you, but like, I think I can speak for the both of us. Our interests have shifted in a way that some of our, you know, old favorite brands maybe haven't. Mm -hmm. I don't know if, you know, I don't necessarily think it's the duty of a brand to shift with its customer, but if one of the things that a brand is sort of known for is consistency with like within a certain product offering and they aren't consistent with that, I mean, it's no wonder that's, you know, there's going to be a, a shortage there. Right. Cause I, I think that's kind of exactly the, the Drake's problem is like, they're stuck between like this i think what they always did really well was take formal men's tailoring and style it casually but now they're trying to make casual clothing but still want those high margins like it's just like a little bit awkward um frankly yeah they like they made really nice shirts and you know casual and nice fabrics they made beautiful ties and scarves and then some like small leather goods and accessories and then they do like two jackets and two suits or something like that right what they did what they used to do was basically what they did for like to bring it back to them like amelie on door like that collaboration like that's it's like that like release or launch size of that collaboration capsule was like when i was like 
kind of found it's like that was the totality of their product offering. Like I could get through their website in about five minutes and see everything. Mm-hmm. Until you got to the ties. Yeah, and there'd be like a hundred guys um, on yeah. one. But like now it's they've really overextended. And we see like within the last year, a lot of brands were reeling in and you know slimming, like trimming the fat, as it were. Um, Drake's was on this propulsion of like they were in the middle of this like massive product expansion. And I don't think there was any real, like it was like already in production, like they had to release shit. It was our, it was like a, a train that couldn't be stopped at that moment. And so now they're really feeling the negative effects of ill timing. Exactly. Yeah, it, it sucks for them. Um, yeah, I I feel like that's, that's a pretty, pretty good encapsulation of Drake's, but I'm really interested to see where they go, I guess, um, next. Well, there's only a couple of real, like, end options for them, and none of them I find super compelling. But it will be mildly interesting to see what ends up happening. Um, What is more, maybe slightly more interesting to me is – just like what's actually going to happen with Ame in their trajectory. Cause like, you know, regardless of what, you know, you or I could say the general consensus is that if you look through the last like five or six seasons, the guy really hasn't missed. Like he's put out well-received collection after well-received collection and he's just on this like win streak. He's like the LeBron James of that kind of fashion right now. And I mean, it's got. I was texting with um, Graham, our friends Graham and Lawson, about this, and I mentioned like, I mean, I don't want to see the guy lose, but at the same time, like, how long can he keep this up for? You know, and. Yeah. I got, I got some flack for that comment, but at the same time, it's like, it's going to happen eventually. Like everyone drops a fucking dud every once in a while, mm-hmm. like in a big way. And I just haven't really seen it happen yet. So I'm really curious to see when that'll happen and what's like, how bad it's going to be. Yeah. I, I don't know. I feel like honestly, they're getting a little bit better. Part of it is, but that's the scary part is like, they're just, they just keep getting better. And like before too long, they're either going to have to sell out to match, you know, production needs, or they're just going to put everyone else out of business as weird as it sounds to say. I don't think they will. I think it's a really specific point of view. And I, I think it's so funny, but their direction and their clothes, I, I think doesn't, to people who like I, I actually see like a really I'm trying to think of a way to, to put this like I, I've never bought anything from them I don't think yeah. I ever will yeah I've also only bought one or two pieces from Noah but I could see myself buying a ton from them I think that they're very different 
like it's almost like the rock versus hip hop fair uh, yeah thing and like to me i kind of like uh, no matter i i get the whole thing but i can't ever stop but feel like this is kind of corny like the yankees hats the basketball playing like old basketball games like really like it's you have a beautiful storefront and you're going to use all of it to put tvs of basketball games from 30 years ago like i just don't get it you know what i mean but it's not for me and that's cool i i didn't grow up listening Fair. to yeah. like hip-hop i grew up listening to like yeah you didn't listen to Nas and fucking like yeah yeah exactly and i uh, that's cool that's just not what i'm into i can go literally down the block and get a pure collaboration <laughs> or like the new order uh yeah yeah which so which I, speaks much more to you yeah totally and and like the cuts at you know are a little s- slimmer like it's a little bit more conservative it's uh yeah it's a little bit more like they'll still do collaborations but it's, i think it's a little bit more cognizant of like the sellout thing yeah no i agree i agree 100 <laughs> percent. yeah with that i actually you you brought up what will be the myths so i'm gonna make a, a speculative prediction i think mm-hmm. the new balance thing could kind of come back around it was really cool when they did the first um first one and that part of the strength of that was the ad campaign 100 like percent solid um, one of the best I've seen in a long time yep really really good but now that he's kind of like what is he's like the creative director like global, global creative head of new balance yeah obviously he's going to do a lot more with the IMA it's not going away he's going to push it yeah exactly and then it's it, i think it will feel a little weird it's like is this the new balance store and also like I think new balances are kind of over. I mean, on one hand, like I don't wear new balances. I don't think I'm ever going to really like there. It's not a shoe that I'm particularly interested in. It's not really a brand that I'm particularly interested in. And if um, Teddy at Ame was smart, he would not use Ame as like a vessel for balance. don't know if he plans on doing that or not like they've kept the collaboration at a like size where i think it's manageable like he hasn't overdone yet i agree with you and that there's a lot of potential for that to happen like he could very easily you know push it too hard and then it's like oh so this is just like a a new balance based brand that you know offers the occasional cool overcoat or sweat like knitwear, you know, what have you. Um, but on the other hand, like the New Balance shoes that he has chosen for the collaborations with ALD have been ones that were either like out of production mm-hmm. from like, and then, you know, remade in collaboration with his brand for, you know, a more contemporary time period or ones that like, everybody got like a taste of elsewhere and wanted more of, which is smart on his part. Uh, he knows what he's doing. Like that, that's, that much is very clear. Yeah. But we're getting to the point, like, you know, to go back to what you said is like where it could very, very easily get to be too much and then it'll be dead. Like that's it. Nobody will want it anymore. Yada, yada. Like 
there was a point in time where I considered buying the um, the high top ones. And I don't, so wait, I don't, don't even you have, Don't you have a pair of Derek shoes? But they weren't a New Balance one. No, they're really old um, from like 2016. I think they're uh, like kind of a Chelsea boot, but they have a Air Force One toe box and uh there there it's a really wild shoe that i really don't wear all that much but when i saw it i had to have it because it was super cool it's in this like nice taupe suede uh made in portugal like you know it they were really cool and you know they're not dated like a lot of like chelsea boot or even sneakers are like i i see myself wearing them with like a pair of like colored pants and like this like rick owen sweatshirt i have and mm-hmm. they would like because they're not crazy. They're very like sort of underrated, but they turn heads at the same time, which is like, those are my favorite kind of pieces that I own. Yeah. It's, um, I think they wouldn't uh, fly today. Did you, not because I think I agree. They, they have lasting staying power. They're, they're really great. That was actually one of my first exposure to them was when you, you came back when we lived together in Savannah from a trip to New York and you had these shoes. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what is this brand? Like, this sounds wild. Um, but uh, actually, to tie it, did, hadn't you purchased like a handful of things at Drake's? You went back and returned them to go buy those shoes. So I bought three shirts at Drake's. I bought that blue and white, like awning stripe point collar shirt. And then I bought like, it was like one of the first times they did like fun shirt. Uh, it was like, horizontal vertical stripes and different widths and yada yada which was like the price of like two of the regular shirts and then I was like you know what I'm not a fun person I don't want to wear a fun shirt I was like I walked into the store and got pilled and thinking I needed a fun shirt when in reality I just don't so I dropped that back off went walked right on over to um the old store, it was before they moved, it was on Mott Street and walked right in. This was the last pair of those, you know, shoes they had and they were an eight and a half. And I was like, give them to me, take them. Ended up chatting with the guy who was working there um, who ended up, I found out he went to College of Charleston and we just had like a lot of common ground. So we just like chatted forever. Um, he was good people. But yeah, it was like, you know, I guarantee you I've worn them more than I ever would have worn that fun shirt. And yeah. 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 You don't even wear color anymore. No, I do not. Only in my shoes. Speaking of, I'd like to get this uh, on, on record. Um, do you ever see yourself wearing that maybe shawl collar uh, tuxedo ever again? Inner jacket? So the last time I wore it, you were present. It was at Harry's wedding. And it was actually kind of funny because I had already started to, I was actually almost at the end of my pivot to, you know, wearing only black. And the rest of my family was in black dinner jackets. And of course, you know, like black tuxedo trousers. And I was the only one who was in a Navy tuxedo. And it looked, it was just like really funny to see that I was the only one not in black, where in most of my family pictures, I'm the only one. Only in one wearing black, yeah. And so I'm waiting to find or have the right jacket made 
And then at that point, I will probably rehome my Navy dinner jacket. Until then, you know, it's really the, it's the only tuxedo I have. Fair enough. Are you looking to get your hands on it? Oh, I, I have been. I don't know if you remember this, but I, I do. Um, Kelly, Kelly, this is when you used to work at J. Crew, and I had I had my eyes on this uh, on on this very dinner jacket for the longest time. For for those at home, it's a really thick. It's wool twill in wool in cotton, wool cotton blend, like really like slubby twill in the best way, um, and just your classic swooping. Uh, low closing style. shawl collar yeah yeah keller is taller than me but we are we are the same in the shoulder so with, with a little tweak on the sleeves i don't mind a long longer dinner jacket you know Plus it should jiggers, be a little longer yeah they're a little shorter anyway so get those mm-hmm. if i could get those sleeve shortens uh oh boy we'd we'd be in business but where i'm where i'm going with this is uh at the time <laughs> keller knew i wanted this and uh it was like sold out or whatever. He finds one in the back, gets it for like fifty dollars on the uh, employee employee discount, um, and uh, he came home with it. I, I I'll give you the props for being upfront, and you just straight up were like, "I I bought this thing that you really wanted, uh, but it was the last one, and it's mine." Uh, but um. Okay, there's a little more to it than that. There's a little more to it than that. So I had no intention of, of buying this jacket. I want to make that clear. But okay. somebody bought it online, returned it to our store, which means it immediately goes to half off and gets put on the sale rack. I happened to be the one who accepted this return the day of. I was in the store at the register. And I'm walking back there and I see one of my coworkers changing out the signs by the sale area. And they went from 50 to take an extra 70% off of the price. And so I was like, well, this just went from a very expensive jacket to me buying it at maybe less than cost. And, you know, being a person of sound mind and body, I wasn't going to pass that up seeing as the jacket was my size. Um, right i wasn't left with a choice it's just science is, is what you what you're saying exactly i couldn't have put it any better i understand um but i think that lot. i think that's a real testament to our friendship is that we were able to get through that <laughs> well next time you're short on short on cash just let me know yeah i'll call you tomorrow <laughs> Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, direct, I'll direct the bot. I'll tell you. Uh, Sounds great. Um, you know, funny that we're talking about tuxedos and shit. And like, the last time I wore a tuxedo was like a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. And I don't really foresee my. I have a wedding to get to next April. I got a, like an invitation for my friend Kevin's getting married, and like, you know. I don't know. There's, it was just like a save the date thing. I don't have like a, you know, there's no dress code or anything, but you know, I would mm-hmm. hope that I could wear a tuxedo to that. But like, I highly doubt there's going to be an instance where I wear one between now and then, you know? Yeah. And honestly, there might be a, a little, I don't know. I feel like 
we're going to see less and less black, black tie occasions. But I actually don't have a tuxedo. I don't know if you remember it. I went, I should have to a black tie wedding doing creative black tie, which uh, really w- worked <laughs> out well. Um, Would you have the gray suit and the black roll neck underneath? Exactly. I did. I did a black, black turtleneck underneath, uh, underneath a charcoal gray, which worked. Which it worked. Oh, also, there were worked. there were a lot of people that didn't dress black tie, which made it work even more because like I was closer than them. Like there, there yeah, was, you uh, looked a lot a lot better than a lot of people there. Yeah. Not me, but a lot of people. Yeah. What do you What do you think about uh, black tie dress code in in twenty twenty one? It's like. <sighs> On one hand, I'm like, okay, you know, like fuck a dress code. People are going to wear what they want to wear. But at the same time, there are certain occasions which, you know, require a dress code. Mm -hmm. And these things ought not be thrown to the wayside just because, you know, people think they can dress better than the dress code because 10 times out of 10, they can't. And, you know, in your case, it's different. You didn't have a tuxedo. There wasn't, you know, a situation in which you could have run grabbed one and you know aided all that shit it, it just wasn't gonna happen so you went with the closest thing you could and it worked you didn't look at a place whereas you know if you show up to a black tie event in like in like a business casual you look it looks wrong or right. you know and that's like and then it's like best case scenario, someone showing up like, you know, like a Navy suit or a Navy jacket and like a striped shirt and a tie or something. It's like, it just looks so painfully, obviously out of place. And it's like, you had a dress code. You could have just gone with the dress code and you wouldn't look like a fucking idiot. But exactly. It's one of those things that's like, there is wiggle room, but just not in the conventional sense like one of the best like black tie alternative looks i've seen in a long time was the, the scene finale of Shit's creek where levy wears a black tom brown tuxedo jacket and shirt and tie both a black pleated skirt and i think he had the tom brown it was like head to toe tom brown he looked phenomenal and it looked like he was he looked like he was in black tie i think he i would argue and, he was I think a, I think a, a skirt with black tie is actually pretty common when you consider like Scottish black tie. Yeah, but that's not something like if you were to ask somebody, a lay person, if you will, to try to explain to you a good alternative to black tie or a way to to make it a little more interesting, that would not be something that they would, you know, say to you. Mm-hmm. So what i am hearing is that we just got to get you somehow the, the tom brown tux jacket and the tom brown mohair uh tux skirt and then that that j j crew 2015 it's yours it's it's all yours it's ours. so like in a in a per in a in a perfect world i would have a black tom brown tuxedo trousers jacket you know the whole nine but i will also buy the skirt at the same time so that i you know essentially two black tie looks and all i got to do is change out my uh 
my waist down situation. I like it. I really like the Tom Brown. Um, um, yeah. It's, I really like Tom Brown in general. We both do. Uh, there's yeah. a reason it's successful and there's a reason it works. It's unique, but it falls within certain conventions and you're going to get flack for wearing it. It's got all the, it checks all the boxes for me. Yeah. It's like, if I'm not getting, versus... if I'm not getting looked at sideways for wearing something, I'm doing something wrong. I like that point of view. What, what, what should we do a quick, a quick fit check as we, as we round out the hour? Uh, I'm dressed like shit right now, but me too. sure. But yeah, let's hear it. You, you, do, you do have some great accessories going today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm not, I don't have anything on my feet right now, but next to me are my Celine mules. Uh, just black leather, as we all know, we've all seen them. Uh, and then my pants are needles. They're a synthetic silk drawstring lounge pant. And then my shirt, I think it's, it was from Goodwill. I don't think the tag's in it, but it's like a 3XL black long sleeve shirt. We could both probably fit in this thing. Like I got wings underneath these sleeves, baby. There's so much fabric. And then I've got my black thick frame, yellow lens glasses from Akil in LA. And then my uh, 18 karat gold chain linked up, baby. I This whole time, I thought it was Akila. It's Akil LA. That is where they're based out of, yes. Uh, well, learn something I, uh, every day, man. I, I just learned something. That's it's it's great when we come together and, and learn and have a teachable moment. Um, I I am dressed uh, also a little, you know, it's it's hot. I've got you you did bottom up, huh? I'll do. I did bottom up. I'll do top down. Um, I've got. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a wearing a hat today. This is from uh, Yokoyama Hat Makers in in Chinatown. It's a really Fire. soft, like soft nylons, like unstructured, uh, really, crushable, really crushable. It's great, perfect for a hot day when it's too hot to shower. Um, I have a custom Oxford popover. Um, got the uh, Cus recently, custom from where? Um, Sid, Sid Mashburn. The guy. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'm going, I, uh, I'll save this for, for a moment. I, I've got a, on, on, on the legs, I'm wearing some J.W. Anderson Uniqlo pleated khaki pants. Recently Flex. back from the Bodie Taylor shop, who did a tremendous job on, on the taper. Flex um, two times. I was kind of like a little hurt because their pricing is, is uh, as, as one can imagine, sky high. Yeah. Uh, Got to pay that rent. It, it was worth it. It was like the best, the best tailoring job I've, I've ever had. So um, I paid just as much to, in tailoring as I did for the pants. And, and that's cool with me. That's uh, the best way to go, man. Yeah, they, did, they, they nailed it. And uh, on, on my feet, I am uh, I'm wearing some, some black calf Alden tassels. Um, God damn, son. I'm really going for the the full IV uh, IV look. Um, and, and, and Take like, Ivy, man. Take Ivy. Actually, um, let me check the tracking. You know what I just ordered? 
um, I found, I just, I just always am looking for rare, rare books. Come, come to my house. I've got great books. Um, but classic. Uh, I just ordered a, a first edition of the Preppy Handbook, official Preppy Handbook. Mm. Which not, not you know, I, I do think it's a little a little uncouth to um, talk pricing, but I will say the the abs. Oh, we need to talk about this too. The absolutely cursed Rowing Blazers is selling a copy for seven hundred and fifty dollars. Um, but I got this for seventy two. So. Yeah, suck on that, Jack. Which, by the way. Uh, Jack blocked me. Wait, did we talk about this with Molly? No, this happened post after Molly recording. Yeah, I, I, I have been blocked on every growing growing Blazeway social media across across uh platforms, Twitter and Instagram. You got them quaking in their fucking you know regions, man. I uh you know what I did to, to deserve this block color? You do. I'm asking a rhetorical question. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I liked the critical tweet. I hearted. I didn't retweet. I didn't comment. I didn't say anything. They found my username and went across platform, blocked me on everything. So to catch everyone up, Rowing Blazers for the you know probably umpteenth time has ripped off a small designer who does you know bootlegs of things that are cool and no longer in production and things that would probably never warrant a cease and desist. Mm-hmm. Um, and at any mention of them, you know, ripping someone off, they, Rowing Blazers will just block whomever, you know, whomever is involved, whatever they think, which is pretty big action for someone who ripped off the entirety of the Polo rugby line and just basically all of Ralph Lauren in general. Um, you know, that's just my two cents. But um the last time i checked like rowing blazers just didn't really matter anymore uh like they had their moment it was cute and we were all sort of into it at one point in time or another um to you know in varying degrees um the guy obviously has an eye for aesthetics and has some level of taste but he's not a designer obviously and um i think he just has gotten too big for his boots and he can talk off. He's a jock. Yeah, he is. He gives me big, like, beat up nerds for lunch money energy. Which, like, dude, you're a grown man. Exactly. And if you don't have, if you don't have the means to, you know, run a successful brand, close doors. And he, uh, yeah, did the rip off Bodie thing. Like, it, it's insane. Um, yeah. That guy sucks. And he's, he's buddies with Fred Castleberry, so. Oh, he's immediately canceled. Fuck Fred Castleberry. Fuck Fred Castleberry. But come on the pod, because I want to ream you out in person. Do you want to invite him? Oh, speaking of guests, we were supposed to have a guest today. But, uh, Classic. It, it, it fell through a little bit. That, that's okay. He agreed to the time, and then... Uh, we're not, we we're we're not, not going to tell y'all who it is, because when he finally does come on, you're going to you're gonna it's gonna be worth it um you probably but just, just knocked out walking on the crates yeah you'll also understand that this person is like 
pinning down a cloud. It's just like we're we're it's his world. We're on his time, and we all just you know we live according to him. I I got I got to say the message went. Are you free to pod at uh, 2 p.m. tomorrow? And he said, hey, I can be. Ha ha. So. <laughs> Cryptic. Uh, just the way he wanted it. Um, trying to think of, you know, anything else may have happened. Oh, I ordered a new hat. Classic me. Um, where, where from? Our good friend, Edgar. And after, um, probably my favorite bootlegger. Oh, the, the Miracle Whip hat? I, I remember you told me you had a funny, quote, funny story about this. Yeah, so there's a little more to it. Um, I have the shirt, the Miracle Whip shirt. Um, it's, you know, for anyone who isn't familiar, it's a, a big Mercedes logo with a signature. It was based off an old piece of Kanye West merch from his first album. He has a line in the song Last Call. Says mayonnaise color Benza push miracle whips. And the original shirt was just like a friends and family kind of thing. It was never like sold or released, but an image of one popped up probably like a month or two ago and started circulating around all the pictures or the Instagram accounts that post like repost all the same pictures for like vibes. Um, but Edgar, being the god that he is, got out in front of this and just like printed up a bunch of bootlegs of it and I got my hands on one. I think that makes, so I think like five of his now, four or five of his shirts. Um, and I'm not, work. and I'm not, I'm not looking back, you know, I'm only looking to the future, but he posted a tease of a couple of Miracle Whip hats and I commented on it absentmindedly. I said, drop it now. And then, you know, went about my day. I've been helping my life partner redecorate her apartment. And so I was, you know, busy with her running around, moving furniture, doing shit. And, you know, a few hours later, I opened up my phone and I saw that he had replied to my comment, you know, pretty shortly after I commented and just said, okay, it's live. And of course, by the time I go to the wide, it's sold out. And I was like, fuck me. I immediately open up my DMs and send him a message. And I was like, is this really sold out? Or do you have any extra, excuse me? Cause I absolutely, I wouldn't ask unless I absolutely needed it. And he replied, hang on a sec. And then like two minutes later was like, okay, put one up, go get it now. And so he re-uploaded one item for me on the website where I was able to then go check out and then, you know, so it's on, it's on its way to me now. That is awesome. It, it's honestly even so, better you know, than, than the shirt because it just says Miracle. It doesn't have the Kanye West logo. It doesn't have his logo. Yeah. Well, the shirt just has the, uh, the bends and then um, I think it's got like, Oh fuck. What is it? Bear with me here. I'm, I'm looking it up. I think I'm remembering this right. I mean, it's literally hanging on my rack right now. I just don't feel like getting up. Um, it's got like a little script signature on it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, Which on the bottom like right. Kanye. 
Yeah, yeah. He um, replaced Kanye's signature with his own. Love and that. then he, he has his like little circular and after that logo, which is, you know, an excellent moment in graphic design that we can both appreciate. But the hat is literally just the Mercedes-Benz logo and it says Miracle Whip on it. And, you know, I just added it to my collection of black trucker style hats, which I now have like eight or nine. I found a bunch at this like, you know, antique salvage warehouse the other day. I'm like dripping sweat, digging through bins. And I found like four or five more to add to my collection that I still like need to clean and disinfect and get all the dust off of. And I think I'm just going to start one of these like, you know, unsound rags type websites where I photograph this on a concrete floor and sell them for, you know, 800% of what I bought them for and, you know, pay my rent that way. You actually should. Keller, Dog. let's workshop this. You, you should, you really should do this. It'd be really easy. Um, you, uh, I know you so I had something else I actually wanted hair. to talk to you about. And I just, yeah, so this is why I wanted to talk to you and I need to get this out before I forget it because you know how my ADHD brain works. Um, I wanted to open up my website for like a raffle style thing. I want to auction off or roll off um, two custom garments um, just because I had, you know, I just want to do it. And um, obviously I need the help of my brilliant web designer with that. Why, why an auction? Or maybe not an auction, but like a raffle where it's like, mm-hmm. it just guarantees me money. Raffle. So you would, multiple people would say, I want to pay X amount of money for a custom garment. And then only two people would get it. That's correct. I might just say two custom garments and just see, give it to the first people that I want. And then you have a wait list. Yeah, but I don't want to do that. I want to field who who gets it, you know. Oh, really? Oh, so it's not a true raffle. No, it no, no. <laughs> ask, inquire. Okay, I like this. It's exclusive. Okay, you should just have people sign up for a mailing list. Okay. And then you can email people whenever. And you can see who's on the mailing list and remove people that you don't want on there. Okay, love that. Also, I'm glad really we got cool this to, out. Okay, to figure, make your website like, point. like what if your what if your website was just like Kelly Corbett is a custom men's designer and like one photo, like the photo of you at this on the sewing machine, no lookbook, no process, no about, no, and then just like a link to sign up I love it. cryptic as possible. I think that's the way websites are going. Um, yeah, and I'm perfectly okay with that. You were that you, you have a portfolio that you'd send to if you wanted like a job anyways that is different than your website, right? This is true. I'm hoping to avoid having a job for a long time, but if need be, I do have that, yes. It's working out for you. Yeah, but you know, everything could change tomorrow. This is true. 
What were you saying beforehand, though, before I interrupted you for the Oh, I just think that's the direction websites are going. Everyone's getting cryptic. Everyone's deleting all of them. No, no, no. Like, like before that, you were saying something. Um, oh, the, the website where you sell vintage stuff? Yeah, that thing. Yeah. I could do it. What, what if it's also the behind the, the link? Like, it's, it's on your website, but it's a hidden link that only people who subscribe to your mailing list get it. Like password entry kind of thing? Correct. I like this. I like where this is going. Because you, <laughs> you want to make something that no one can have. Essentially, yes. Like everybody wants the Rick Owens alabaster bed frame, but there are two people that have it. Rick Owens and Kanye West? Correct. Why does my brain know that? Because you're friends with me. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> the Rick Owens furniture is so absurdly expensive. And I love it. I want it all. It's so impractical, too. It looks very hard and uncomfortable and brutalist, and I, I want it. Yeah. I like the, I like the, the he had at one point in time like the bronze, solid bronze lamp. That was really cool. Mm -hmm. It was like kind of weathered. Thing was gorgeous. Yeah, I had like a patina on it. Yes. I know. Like probably like ten thousand. I've dreamt about it many times. Easily. And it's like I think about stuff like that all the time because it's like, oh, I want to have this, but then I remember it's like, oh, I paid five hundred dollars for my car. What the fuck am I gonna do with a ten thousand dollar lamp? Right. His house and is like insane too. That it's like totally ripped down to like the studs yes i love it so much and it's concrete and it looks cold and dark and but there's still books and you know animal hide rugs and you know, antlers everywhere it's just fucking sick but then like yeah. in the rick owens um furniture book that i have um i think harry put me onto that thank you harry um it there's like a a big two-page spread of this room and it's got like these like paneled walls with like hand painted wallpaper it looks very like you know like neo-colonial sort of like just it's gorgeous but the room's like everything's like dark wood and the 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 wood that like separates the panels is really like thick and old and it just looks like this like really nice like classical house yeah uh, but there's like a bunch of rick furniture in the room with like fur throws and like you know, animal hide rugs, but and it like works in this space somehow. And I think that speaks a lot to like the design of the furniture for it to work like in a really brutalist setting, you know, concrete room, cold lighting, but then like in this like classical setting with like, you know, Edison bulbs and shit like that, it still looks good. It doesn't only look good. It looks like it belongs in there. Yeah, it does. I, I Which is not an easy thing. Now it's, it's so good. Um, other than that, um, I've got nothing going on as usual. Playing tennis after this for the first time in like four months, so it's going to be awful. Uh, looking bless forward you to on, it. on this warm, warm day. I, I'm going to a, a private event this evening um, in the East Village. Uh, 
wherever there is village guy. There is a dress code. Um, it's kind of like Come Studio Fifty Four, so I will be wearing the other Sid Master and Papa. I'm, I'm going to go all white with the uh, the horse bit loafers, fully unbuttoned, kind of oh, like man. very very loose. Um, <clears throat> so no, normally, you know, in, in casual settings, I'll, I'll wear a navy blazer, but I, I, I've been been told that many of the men at this event will be wearing navy blazers, and you know, mm. when they zig, I zag, and, and here we go. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be more casual than normal, but probably more in line with the theme. If only you had given me some notice, I would have overnighted you my white Gucci horse bit loafers for you <laughs> to wear. I, uh, I I couldn't steal that. I couldn't steal that swag. Plus, uh, there are other more inline shoes that I own uh, that I, I would wear, but I'm, I'm trying to be a little bit more precious. What, what I'm trying to say is I don't know how, how rowdy this will get, and I, I wouldn't want to put you mm. or your loafers in that position. I'd put myself and loafers in that position, but I respect your respect of my position yeah that is Don't the one when bad update. things happen to good places i do hate it and, and i was gonna say that the last update is is your gucci loafers would you would you like to fill in fill in the crowd and high bow on it and then uh then i'll say au revoir <laughs> wait say that again just uh we, we need to back up and do a quick explanation on the gucci loafers i don't, I don't think it's 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 been uh been recorded yet oh yeah, no, you're right. Uh, sorry, my Wi-Fi shit. So I hear like every other word and I can usually put it together, but that was kind of tough. Uh, okay, so I have always loved the Gucci 1954 Spit Loafer. I've worn one for most of my life. Everyone in my family has a pair. Um, they're just, you know, one of the best shoes out there. And so me being me, for whatever reason, I've always been obsessed with the white leather 1953 horse bit loafer. But Gucci does not make it. They don't currently manufacture the, the classic in white. And so, you know, I would Google from time to time just to see if I could try to find a pair. Could never find them in my size. They're always like really expensive or whatever. And about a month ago, I was just, you know, looking around on Google and I found a pair of eight and a half white 1953 Gucci horse loafers from like sometime in the 80s that still had the original soles on them. Very, very light wear um, for like 300 bucks. And the listing had started at like 800 and it just gradually like price drop, price drop, price drop. I inquire about them and the seller was just like, I don't have the box. And I guess, you know, people want the box with them, yada, yada. And I was like, I don't give a fuck about a box. I will pay that and the shipping for you to send them to me right now. And the seller did. And they ended up with me and they have definitely not been worn in over 30 years because they are very stiff but they're my size and they're beautiful and they're everything I wanted them to be. I love that for you. And I'm, I'm so glad just 
you see them creamed up, they'll start to loosen over. Uh, or, or both breaking and shoes at the same time. It's kind of like we're, we're entering a, a, another stage of fatherhood with our, our uh, luxury leather goods. And um, what, what a great transition True. from season to season. Oh, shit. Wait, I forgot as well. I, I, I recently just came into something special uh, that I have not test driven yet because it's been so damn hot. Uh, custom custom shirt jacket from Sony Shirt Makers uh, just relocated from New York City to to, uh, to Maine. It's uh, probably the one of the coolest pieces I own. Um, it has it, it's fully, fully bespoke, so I went and have a have a custom pattern made with him. And um, for Christmas last year, Anna gave me this beautiful uh, dead stock French workwear jacket. She got it shipped from like Croatia, and it was like a real gamble because if it if it didn't fit right, then there was like, nothing you could do. I put it on, and nothing had ever fit better. So I actually just mm. had him like with a couple slight tweaks, like it's a little bit longer. Um, Reference that jacket. Yeah, and the sleeves are a little bit uh, looser. You know, like vintage sleeves kind of like tapered. These are more kind of like consistent. Straight. Yeah. Um, but aside from that, it's, it's basically like an identical jacket. Um, Nothing better. In, in terms of fit and then the details, uh, run, running it from the top, we got a, a hybrid club and point collar. So it, it has, it's a club collar, but it's like kind of like that blunt. It has a nice, nice shape to it. And also kind Slightly of sit- rounded. Right. And I had them do full interfacing. So it really sits up, you know, it's like a. Ooh. Yeah, um, <clears throat> it's sitting. Single, single patch breast pocket with uh, a, a loop custom size for my glasses, so I can I can put them in there. Um, and when right. I, I I can imagine wearing this jacket in a semi semi formal and uh, with a top shirt and tie and pocket square. And then. Uh, when, when we get to the the, the other pockets, the <clears throat> we got uh, two, you know, classic patch pockets. One has a patch ticket pocket, and the other has a tiny flapped button uh, pocket, perfectly sized for AirPod Pros. Uh, and then the final piece, the resistance, is hidden side entry pockets that are on the seam. Mm. Um, did I show you this color? The side entry? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw the, the side entry. The detail is really good. Um, so, chuff, and uh, we'll be wearing well, yeah, now. Now I feel like my fall wardrobe is, is near nearly complete. I've got a couple, at least, yeah, two really great work jackets for, for most of the days. Uh, chuff. Oh, it's all, it's all there. All right, well. Yeah. I, I gotta run. This has been a, a pleasure as always. I hope you uh, stay cool this weekend. And hope you win the tennis match, bud. Thanks, man. I doubt I will, but I appreciate that. I believe in you. Later. Always a pleasure. Later. Guess who just got back today? The wild-eyed boys that had been away. Haven't changed, had much to say. But man, I still think them cats are great. They were asking if you were around. You was where you could be found I told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy The 
Teaching them use the 